0: And it's a special WrestleMania edition podcast here on Klaibsonline.com. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by John Marisek. And John, I have a feeling that if Klaibs goes and listens to this podcast that's on his website, he it'll be like he's listening to a foreign language.
1: Yeah, Klaibs will never listen to this podcast. So that's you can say anything you want. The only way he's going to find out about anything on this episode is if someone else tells him.
0: That's a very, very good point uh, about it. So he, I mean, he, you know, I brought it up on Weekend Joe the other day, uh, or not a Weekend Joe, on the lunch show, I brought it up to him that we were going to be doing the WrestleMania podcast. And he, uh, he asked me for some selling points for him. And God damn it, I didn't know who to bring up. I didn't know what names he was going to bring up because I, I saw this the other day for the first time since 19, I think it was 88, maybe 89 that Undertaker, Triple H, and HBK, none of the three will be on a WrestleMania card for the first time since I guess it would be WrestleMania 3 or WrestleMania 4. Yeah, go back.
1: Well, no, wait. Which So how far back? So it's just, Taker, Triple H, HBK, just those three?
0: I mean, you think Shawn Michaels would have been part of the Rockers in one of the uh, the first few WrestleManias and, uh, and the all the uh, other ones that Undertaker or Triple H have been in since... HBK that's retired. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's been a very, very long time. And I think that's, you know, a stat that could have been used for summer slams recently as well when you see the kind of changing of the guard. So I guess with that being said, as we jump into all the WrestleMania 37 talk, it's two nights again, you get Saturday and you get Sunday for the first time since the middle of March, the WWE will be wrestling in front of live fans. 25000 allowed in Raymond James Stadium for each night. So they'll at least get a gate of 50000 for the, uh for the weekend. What is your excitement level for this year's WrestleMania? To me, it's all about having fans. The,
1: the card, the show will be great. It always is. It doesn't matter how dumb you think certain matches are. It's two nights. You're not going to like everything. You're not supposed to like everything. It's not designed for you to like everything there's gonna be enough over two nights that you're gonna enjoy the event. It always comes off well, but it's the crowd to me. Nothing else matters. Seeing pro- professional wrestling needs a crowd. It needs an audience to give feedback. And it's been, it's been a very difficult product to watch. Now you watch a lot more other sports than I do at this point in my life. Where What has, what has been the most impacted of the things that you watch that you continue to watch without crowds being there? And where is wrestling on that chart?
0: Wrestling has been hard to watch throughout most of this year. I, I know that in AEW, fans are there you don't see that's them easier. that much. Sure, I mean, they do easier. have the wrestlers at ringside, which have added to the atmosphere, which has added to storyline, but the crowd, you can't see the crowd from, the, you can't see the crowd. You you can, no. The way the cameras are, I mean, they have to have specific crowd shots for that. Um, WWE was rough until SummerSlam, when they started the Thunderdome. It was rough to watch it in those empty arenas. And I've gone back and I've tried to watch some impact Recently, especially when they've done the crossover impact, they're broadcasting. I think out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they are still going empty arena. They don't even have wrestler. They don't even have other wrestlers there at ringside for their shows, and it's almost unwatchable. I've tried to watch it. I've tried to follow along with some of the storylines, and it's so hard to watch without fans. And judging by the setup, by the stage that you've seen for what WrestleMania is going to look like this weekend. It doesn't look. I mean, they're not going to have fans ringside. They're not going to have people right there. <clears throat> it does look like they might have some. Car- I think I saw pictures of cardboard cutouts in the crowd. I don't know if that's if it's meaningful for any reason or if it's maybe just there right now for camera work to see where crowds where people might be seen. I don't know. They they haven't really dove into details of that, but it's going to be it's going to be really really nice to see the pop that live fans are going to give so outside of i mean you you said it and i agree with you that it's all going to be about the fan reactions this card the 14 matches on the card what is your excitement level for that it's too much it's i'm, I'm
1: so sick and tired of everybody gets to be on the big show it does it it's lost because of that you have we have a women's tag match that has five teams in it. We've got uh, a four-way men's tag match. We've got a triple threat in the main event. We've got celebrities that are being thrown in here. These are all things that you don't need on this show because the show itself is supposed to be a huge reward for the top performers in the company. And when you have, what for the last, since the network, they've gone, what, seven hours with this show on one night, which is just absurd. But they're just trying to get everybody on the show, which I get it. Everybody, hey, everybody wants to be there. But it's, it used to be a thing where you were earning your spot and it would be an amazing three and a half hour show. And, you know, if you cut it into three hours, it probably still would be pretty close, if not an amazing three hour show. Instead, it's going to be seven hours, half of which is going to feel like Raw.
0: And all of that stuff we'll uh, we'll get into. i I feel like the five people, the five men in the two main events all deserve it. All five of them have worked mm-hmm. their ass off to deserve that main event status. And we'll uh, we'll get into all of that. Do want to mention this show brought to you by the inskip Law firm and Glory Pro Wrestling, Glory Pro Wrestling having their first show since March of two thousand and twenty coming up next Saturday, April seventeenth. It is the battle on Broadway at the South Broadway Athletic Club. the uh, again, the first. Card that they have put out since march 1st of 2020 so make sure to uh get out there i believe it's sold out but follow their social media accounts uh tickets always becoming available and possibly some tickets still left at the door aj gray versus jake something your main event for the battle on broadway on april 17th so the uh we we went through everything 25,000 fans you you have that the night before so by the way it's a 7 p.m start time So you're not going to get those four or five hour shows and seven matches a night. So you're not going to, hopefully it's not going all the way till midnight. Hopefully it's somewhere around 1030 central is when the show ends both nights and you don't have the, uh, the marathon pay-per-views like the, the, God, the last WrestleMania that was in front of people. You're going back to WrestleMania 35 in New York. John, I went to bed. I I was I was back in my hotel in New York in bed by the time Becky Lynch beat Ronda Rousey, and uh, I had friends. I had friends leave. I had friends leave the house. Yeah, people
1: have to go do stuff on on Monday. Yeah, yeah, and and it's you 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 know we all agree three hours a week is a lot for one show, and then to try and make a six hour show plus another hour on top of that. Plus pre-show, plus having NXT the night before or two nights before with the Hall of Fame. Before, it's, it's a, they're asking a lot of wrestling fans. It's Unfortunately, it's gotten to a point where they think that quantity is better than quality. And maybe, you know, as I'm looking at the card, you talked about those three megastars for the first time, none of them being represented. Maybe because there isn't a superstar. Maybe because there isn't a guy. Like, you look at all this talent on this card, and if you're a wrestling fan, there are very, there, there are top of card guys. There are guys that would draw you as a wrestling fan, but there isn't a megastar. There isn't a superstar. There isn't a crossover guy. When's the last time you look at a WrestleMania card and you couldn't point to somebody and say, you know what, if I just walked down the street and asked 10 people, seven of them would know who, who somebody on this card is. In St. Louis, they all know who Randy Orton is. But if you go around and ask them who all these other guys are, there isn't that guy. It's, yeah. it's striking how 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 it's missing
0: I'm surprised there's no John Cena on the card this year uh, John Agreed. Cena was you know came back last year was supposed to have this big program with the uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt that got turned into the fun house match that they ended up doing uh, because the buildup wasn't what it was supposed to be I'm surprised with this being the first pay-per-view exclusively on peacock that they didn't bring back John Cena to find something for him to do at this at this wrestlemania and i mean you know maybe that's they were just having to move plans kind of kick the can down the road with john cena plans but i that that shocked me that they didn't do it
1: what else he have going on and i wonder what kind of rules or restrictions he's under because of something else that he is doing it's not as simple anymore as just popping in, doing a spot and then
0: leaving he's he's hosting wipeout right now with nicole byers and I would imagine he's filming a movie somewhere. I know he's got the new Suicide Squad movie coming out. I don't know what he's actually filming right now. Cause, and cause if I'm he's happy- filming something, they're not going to let him out. And I wonder, too, if back during SummerSlam, they were hoping to have a full stadium somewhere in L.A. And I wonder if the plans were to have The Rock versus Roman Reigns, which I still think is the plan eventually at a WrestleMania one or two years away, but I think mm-hmm. you're going to get the rock first Roman reigns at some point. It probably was supposed to be this year in LA, but that's, that's not the case. So let's get to the card. First off it is. So it's not just two nights. It's actually going to be three nights of WrestleMania. They are rebranding SmackDown on Friday as SmackDown WrestleMania. This, uh, which will be just it's build up. And but it, it makes sense when it, it'll make sense though. They're, they're having the Andre the giant battle Royal on SmackDown on Friday night. They're also having the tag team championship, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are going up against the Street Profits, the Mysterios, and Otis and Chad Gable. So you're getting two matches that would have been on the WrestleMania pre show, but they're not doing that this year because it has been widely stated, widely reported that they want the first entry, the first entrance at WrestleMania to be when the show goes live on Peacock at 7 p.m. Central, and they want that to be a huge effing deal for having fans back for the first time in 13 months.
1: I like that idea. I think that's great. Make it a, I mean, this is a huge deal. This is, this is bigger than wrestling. Every time a live event happens of any kind for the first time that is bringing in people in mass, it is a huge deal. And that I agree with that. I think that's great because the pre-show thing is so you've been there.
0: Isn't it kind of weird that like WrestleMania starts for two hours and no one gives a damn? I so I went back. The only WrestleMania that I have the first WrestleMania I've been to was WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. Um, I guess that would have been three years ago. And I had to go back and look at what the pre-show was because I remember Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt having some something to do in the pre-show. I don't remember what it was, but there were two other matches there. I had no idea even happened because I wasn't in a hurry to get in there for the no. pre-show. I didn't care.
1: I, Nobody else. You know, because you're going to be there for six hours. You know I knew that I was going to be the there for six hours.
0: I knew I was going to take a break during the Ronda Rousey match. That was going to be my souvenir run during right. that match. So I had it all planned out in my head. You know, I, I it might have been my first WrestleMania, but it wasn't my first wrestling show. I knew no. I could work in a break at some point <laughs> and be able to, uh, you know, get done what I needed to get done. So here's your night one. This is your Saturday night card. You have a tag team turmoil match between Lana and Naomi, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, the Riot Squad, Natalya and Tamina, and then Billy Kay and Carmella. The winner of that goes on to face. Um, the go, goes on to face Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler on night two. So that's that's one of your matches. You have Seth Rollins against Cesaro. You're right.
1: That's one of your matches.
0: <laughs> Braun Strowman <laughs> versus Shane McMahon. The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, my guy, against the Miz and John Morrison. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Those those are your seven matches on night one. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we know that the opening match is going to be a big, huge entrance, who gets that?
1: But is it, a, is it the match or is it Hogan coming out? It's Hogan. That's your big entrance. It has to be. Who, Joe, there is no – look. I mean, you look at that and there are top-level wrestlers. But there's not, there's not a guy on here you go that says that guy deserves it or that guy gets it. So it has to be that because you're going to start the show. The show is going to start acknowledging fans or, I mean, really in reality, it should be Vince going out and doing the initial thing to start the show because this is because of the moment. This is huge. They haven't done anything out of a PC or an empty arena in over a year.
0: I, I would see, I see Vince, depending on how Vince looks these days,
1: it matters who cares
0: now i know he does yeah that's he what he uh, yeah he absolutely cares yes he cares you're right so is it but he Vince should be the guy and stephanie mcmahon and triple h in the ring to start it off
1: and really shane should be there too
0: but he i know he has a match later, he has a match all so i there. think he i he's a heel and he has a match yeah, he's been right. going around calling a guy stupid for the last month i don't think you put right. him in the ring with everybody else <laughs>
1: But if there was ever a moment to break k which doesn't exist anymore, this would be it.
0: But as far as the end, the first match, where you're going to get the crowd into a, a full entrance and these wrestlers in front of the crowd, there's two options when you look at the night one card. It's either the New Day coming out and with all of their shenanigans and everything that they, they add to their entrance, or it's Drew McIntyre because of how important he was to the company this past year, carrying the title for almost the entire year in front of empty arenas.
1: Or Sasha Banks. That could be the most entertaining of all of them.
0: I don't, I, I, I think you go with, I think you go with Drew or you go with new day. If you want to get the crowd into it, I don't think Sasha Banks gets the crowd into it as much as they do. I think you want fans to acknowledge Drew McIntyre for everything he did.
1: I hate putting the belt in the first match.
0: They've done it. I mean, they did it in New York where they did it with Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah. But Brock wanted to leave probably. So it worked
0: out well. It did. But that's, but then I also think if you do that, it gives you the opportunity to say that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair main event that first night.
1: They could you're and right.
0: that. That you then have women main eventing another WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. And then you split it up and one does one night, one does the other. No, I think that that's totally, that would be totally great. I think, I think either of those three would be fine with me. I don't think anybody else could do it. And because I think you're right, it has to be some level of entertainment or you do it as a thing to honor Drew and let him be the first guy out that gets that moment because that crowd will never be hotter than it's going to be at the beginning of the show.
0: Also, I, I cannot figure out which way they're going to go with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley for that match.
1: No, but it's going to be awesome. I'm excited about that. Like, from a wrestling standpoint, like you that? think
0: you think that'll be a good... I mean, I know both guys can move, and they've, they've main evented in TNA before, so they, they know each other well. But to... I just... I don't know how good of a match it's going to be, especially when you see... You know, it's not going to be a Cesaro versus Seth Rollins kind of match.
1: No, and it shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. If they go out there for 10 minutes and beat the crap out of each other, or even less than that, That's all that that's all you need. They don't need it. If you you're not going into this expecting it to be some sort of technical wrestling match. This is going to be just a big fight for 10 minutes and it'll be awesome.
0: So you fight you get the crowd behind it and you just kind of you start off everybody really happy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, would you be happier to watch those guys for five or 10 minutes just beat the hell out of each other and it'd be over or watch them go for 15 minutes in some sort of attempting to do a technical type wrestling match?
0: No, I see that. And which would and, get the crowd
1: hotter. I mean, just a flying around beating each other up. That crowd will go nuts.
0: Yeah, I, I see. And I'm, I'm just so and as far as the result goes, I I'm so torn on it because they had such a good thing going with the Hurt Business and with having you know having Bobby Lashley be a badass and having you know three guys flanking him at all times and then just to get rid of them for no reason and to have no f- future storyline or anything with that yeah. I don't know where they go with him I don't know where they go with Drew if either one of them loses outside of just you know what like let him keep fighting till SummerSlam I
1: hate it so much and the, uh, and with MVP, I mean MVP was awesome. He's so good at it and so good for all of those guys. But it was a perfect – I thought the whole point of having stables was that you had – to build somebody else. So Lashley is an established guy, and MVP is a phenomenal mouthpiece for guys that are younger and aren't at that, or and even Shelton. But there's nobody to break off right now that you're going to go put at the top of a car. Like, I thought that's like always the whole point of having stables is you got to find that guy that's going to come out from the bottom of it or the last couple guys that you can elevate, kind of like what New Day is for,
0: uh, uh for Big E. They've done it for both it now. So I mean, they did it for Kofi too. And they, when they had Kofi they did, win the right. So and yeah, they, I mean, I thought that was the whole point of it. I don't get it. And I, and I
1: thought it was awesome. I love, I, I love their business. I think it's really cool.
0: And for as bad as they were at the beginning, when you had no idea what they were supposed to be, what they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were showing up at Raw Underground and just beating people up. Then they were feuding with Retribution. And it, it just seemed like they were so lost to then be able to find their groove and to become the team that you knew they were going to be or become this, then it's like, okay, this is, this is working. Okay. Have them just protect the belt and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And then you just get rid of it with no, with no reason. No, I hate it. it. It was so that, I mean, that, you know, whether that opens, whether that main event's night one, that's that, that is your main event. That is your top match for the title as so we've talked new day. We've brought them up many times. Their match. Kind of seemed like it was, I wonder when this match came to be, because they're they're defending the tag titles against AJ Styles and Omos. We get to see the debut of Omos, who, John, I don't know if you remember the first, when he was first signed to WWE, when he was first signed to the Performance Center, and that picture made its way online, I remember sending you a picture of him. they text him
1: who the
0: hell hell is this guy (laughs) because it's not every day you see some seven foot five 320 pound guy showing up at the performance center to become a wrestler who is legit about seven five yeah
1: and the even harder is to find a way to make him into a wrestler because he can't do much and it's not his fault he's gigantic and it's hard to get uh, to 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 make him sympathetic in any way because he is beyond enormous and almost impossible. I, I, other than being a badass enforcer, I don't I don't I'm not really totally sure what you can do with him.
0: And he's a, he's a former basketball player, so you know that he can be taught something athletic. I mean, he's just not a <laughs> big guy that you're asking to go out there and move. And it's it's a matter of how much he wants to learn. How much he wants to, how how badly he wants to be good at this business, and I, I guess if you're a basketball guy, how good your knees are at this point in your life to yeah. be able to move around, be able to do stuff. But when you are that much bigger than everybody else in the ring, I mean that's this is a perfect first match for him when you have him going in there against Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, where he is. More than a foot, foot and a half taller than both of those guys where he could just toss them around and use his size. And you don't need him to go out there and do any kind of finesse, you know, jumping around moves where he can just be big and look like a monster in the ring.
1: Yeah, this is it's I I like the setup because Kofi and, and Woods will sell and be phenomenal. They're going to be phenomenal in this match, and AJ can carry most of it, and almost can go in and do the limited amount of things. Those three guys will protect him, and it's. I think. I think it'll be a better match than it. you just look at a guy who's never done anything in his size who doesn't move great. You think, oh God, we're gonna. But I think it'll be it'll the story that they will tell in the ring will be phenomenal. It'll be really good. I'm more excited than I thought I would be for that.
0: There's a lot they can learn from what AEW just did with the Shaquille O'Neal-Cody Rhodes match. Now, Cody Rhodes is a lot Mm -hmm. bigger than Kofi or Xavier Woods are, and Omos is probably bigger than Shaq. Uh, Easily he's bigger than than Shaq, at least height-wise, but they made Shaq look like a monster they had him do you know just slaps and chops and you know Shaq can move around a little bit and maybe you know almost you would hope would move around a lot better than Shaq could but they did a lot to make Shaq look like a monster to where yeah this is a Cody's a trained professional wrestler but you're going in there against a professional athlete who is just as I mean strong as hell which yeah. is what almost should be yeah
1: no, I think that's that's a pretty darn good comparison.
0: Yeah, those two guys. And no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So you have almost who's been and from from all the reports too. Almost, you know, he's at Raw on Mondays, and then he goes to the Performance Center, and he's there for the next six days, working his ass off is what the reports well, are saying. So
1: that's he, right. And what I was gonna say before I lost my thought was, you know, one of the biggest things lost in the last year that probably doesn't get discussed as much as crowds and is guys like him have nowhere to go and it's you can go to a performance center all that you want you can go talk into a microphone in front of a wall all that you want but if you're not in front of people who can give you a response whether it's uh, somebody on tv or radio or somebody who is in performance art like this is uh you know Braun Strowman, remember, were you at the house show when Braun appeared for the first time? And he started wrestling. It was the first time we ever saw him wrestle. He wrestled a house show over here, and he hadn't done anything but stand there with the Wyatt family. And he was god-awful. It was brutal. But he was able to go around and tour with Kane for months and learn and learn and learn and learn. And And almost hasn't had that opportunity. He's had to just kind of wing it in front of nobody in a performance center, and he's going to go perform in front of people. Man. This is the first time he's gonna be in front of people in a crowd like this on television for the first time in his life. And he's in there with one of the best in the world and one of the best tag teams of all time. And that's gotta be scary as hell. But him not having that opportunity to work and work and learn over the last year, that's that's tough. That's really challenging for him. He's in a he is in a tough spot, but he's got three guys that are gonna they're gonna help make it a lot easier than he could be.
0: So at the performance center, and it's I'm you know I'm glad we were able to transition this way. Another guy that's been at the performance center six days a week is Bad Bunny, and I know that Bad Bunny is not going to sell the pay per view to you or me. I don't think he's going to sell the pay per view to your daughters. I don't think that's the genre, but he's him being a part of Night One is going to sell some pay per views. People are going to tune in to see this. And by all accounts, he's been putting the work in. I mean, since the- Royal rumble, the man moved, the man bought a place because wouldn't that just be nice to bought a place down in Orlando just to go there and work at becoming a wrestler every single day. He has appreciation for the business. I, I tweeted this out the other day and I, I don't, I don't think I sent it to you. I don't think I texted you this question for the work that he has put in, being on Raw pretty much every single day since the Royal Rumble, every Monday since the Royal Rumble, taking the title to SNL, taking the 24-7 title to the Grammys, constantly promoting the business and working at being better, can you think of a better celebrity that WWE has ever brought in or in wrestling as a whole? I mean, this is – it's Andy Kaufman. I mean, would that be – as far as how much he committed to the business and that story that was line? all a,
1: yeah, but that whole thing was a complete work from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That wasn't hey, we're bringing you in for an event. That was two performers coming together to find a way to to make both of them mega stars. another okay, so, I mean, is there another, for, I mean just a show yeah, I don't so, know
0: I have to think about that I don't I don't think there is. I don't think that I mean, was Lawrence Taylor still playing football when he was in Wrestlemania 11 so, yeah. yeah but he wasn't going out during the season and promoting anything I mean how much did he commit to being part of the business but I guess part there? of
1: that too comes part of it comes with how big of a star you are in the first place and by all everybody counts, knew I mean, who Lawrence bad... Taylor was at all ages bad bunny I found out who he was when he showed up on Raw
0: but the thing is, okay, you and I are not that genre, though. I understand that, but you're talking you, about
1: over a, a guy who's made a big, the biggest possible impact. That right.
0: to me is somebody
1: who crosses every generation or multiple generations and age groups. Male, but when you female, went and looked up Bad Bunny
0: for the first time, did you go, "Holy shit, this guy's a big deal"? I, really, I was like, "Oh, that's." I didn't read anything about him. I just like, "Oh, that's Bad Bunny." Now yeah. I know what he looks like. I mean, I think when you go and you look at how many downloads he was getting on Spotify and you were looking at just how popular of a guy he was, you go, okay, this is a pretty big get. Like, this is a pretty yeah. big deal for them to sign. And then to see just how much work he put into it. And then this past Monday, okay, I, I know it's watercolors. I know that they, you know, I know whatever it is, is easily washed off. But to even put your car, your three and a million car on the line for a, you know, 10 minute bit on raw just to sell the pay-per-view that again, that shows commitment to the business. Yeah. And he's trying, and and the biggest
1: challenge that they have is to get younger viewers and he's going to bring a younger audience than you and I are. And that's the whole reason he is there. They've got you and me. And if they want us like, to get the older people, they bring Hogan in to bring, to get people our age. They could have triple H out there to bring in, fans who maybe don't watch anymore that will help bring eyeballs in, uh, in the, that went away from watching it over time, but they've got to find a way to get their to, to get a younger audience because kids growing up now, you know, their entertainment is so much different than when you and I grew up and they've got to find a way to keep up with that. And I don't know that their audiences, I, you look at their television ratings and they know that there is somewhere along that route it stops. There's an age group there. This is where the business is stopping. The interest in it is stopping. we've got to find guys like this to bring in to do that.
0: We'll get into more of those celebrity, the celebrity stuff when we talk about night two. Uh, one of the other, we, we've touched on it, the Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon match. It's a cage match. I just wanted to run through this. I went back. I did. Uh, I, I made two pages of notes for our show tonight, John. I yeah, no, yeah. I appreciate that. I, have um, a lot of fun. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I made one page of notes for Weekend Joe. So <laughs> I. Uh, <yeah. laughs> There's
1: a lot going on here.
0: This is a tough one to keep all straight. I scribble down notes before I do the lunch show with Claves. So that's this shows the commitment that I have put I behind that. doing this show. So Braun Strowman is in a cage match with Shane McMahon here at WrestleMania 37 because Shane McMahon called him stupid. That's <laughs> that is how we have gotten here to this match. Braun Strowman's WrestleMania storylines are fascinating. When you go back and you look at, because this is a throwaway match, this is a match where it's like, okay, we need something for Braun. What do we do? I, I put Shane out. Just so we need
1: something for Braun, or is it something we need for Shane?
0: For both. I mean, that's kind of, you look at it and you go, Hey, Shane doesn't have a match this year. Braun, we don't have a match for him yet. Okay. How can we make this marriage work? You know, how can we put (laughs) these two together? I know Braun will call her, Shane will call him stupid. And that's kind of where they went with this. So last year at WrestleMania 36, Braun Strowman was main eventing against Goldberg.
1: Which he wasn't supposed to
0: do. Wasn't supposed to. They just kind of threw him in there. Hey, Romans, Romans opting out. Braun, you're up. That's there was He had
1: two days. Yeah, he had yeah. like two days notice to
0: do this. He um, was home. Oh. Before that, at WrestleMania thirty five, Braun was feuding with uh, Colin Jose and Michael K. Che, the hosts of yes. Weekend Update. Yes. Correct. WrestleMania 34, I watched Braun Strowman tag team with a 10-year-old to win the tag titles from the bar. Yes, Nicholas. (laughs) The year before that, he was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. The year before that, he stood in a ring while The Rock beat Eric Rowan.
1: I, I, I I don't understand how somebody of his size, his personality, the time that he has put into all of this, is just seems to be an afterthought. I don't, I really don't understand it.
0: It seems like every year for uh, all year long, they he's, he's in a main storyline, a main event type role. And then we get to WrestleMania season and they can't figure out how to best use him.
1: I don't get it. Like I don't get it. Why you, why he can't be your top guy. I don't understand why he can't be either whether he's a baby face or a heel and just go beat the living hell out of everybody. I don't, from the, from day one. And it, the day that it did it like stuck, killed the whole thing to me was when Brock went out there just beat him in like two minutes. Like it was nothing. Like, and then that was it. And that was done. And maybe they don't work well together and that's fine, but good God, really? You just bury your biggest guy. And then now he's in stupid stuff every time.
0: Yeah, that my my prediction for this, we, have, we haven't made any kind of match predictions or anything yet, I don't think, so far on the show. My prediction for this is that we get some long-term uh, storytelling, some long-term booking happen in this match where we see the return of Dabo Cato who is going to come down and going to save Shane McMahon from inside the cage. You remember him okay. from Raw Underground? Uh, yeah, I do. Big tall Man, that's, guy that's had the uh, shaved head with the awful. ponytail coming awful. out of it. Just awful. Just awful. We are going to figure, we are going to find out that Raw Underground was just long-term storytelling for the return of Dabo Kato at WrestleMania.
1: Well, that would explain why it existed at all, because I still don't understand what the whole point of it was. Will this take place in the little warehouse? Will this have no ropes, just a cage?
0: I I they I don't know if they've uh, I don't know if they've divulged into that, uh, but that is, yeah that it's I, I don't understand why it's a I mean, cage match too like. Well, oh, I
1: do. I know exactly why. It's so Shane can jump off something or fall through something. So he either point. gets thrown through the cage. Or he falls off the cage. And Kevin Owens
0: Owens has already called dibs on jumping off the big pirate ship. So he called that last year. Right. So you can't do that. (laughs) You know, so Kevin Owens. I still
1: can't can't believe his big ass got up on the stupid sign
0: (laughs) with the PC
1: last year and jumped off of an electric sign at about 300
0: pounds. I don't know how much of a fall it is from the Pirate. I've never been to Raymond James, so I don't I, I don't know how big of a fall remember. that's going to be.
1: It doesn't matter. It's cool. You're jumping on a Pirate ship. Doesn't that's, It could be 10 feet. Who cares?
0: Exactly. So, night two... The, the other, by the way, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, that's going to be the match of night one. That is going to steal the show as far as pure wrestling goes. Yep. That That's going to
1: be the longest, too.
0: It, yeah, it should... Well, I don't know
1: going to be 20-something 20 20 something minutes at least. I don't
0: know if they'll give him 20 minutes. I mean, it should.
1: They will because it's going to be phenomenal. What else are you going to do? Yeah. What, if Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon goes 10 minutes, you should just go walk and go get popcorn.
0: Yeah. Uh, night two. Here you go. Night two, Sunday night. You get uh, Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler against the winner of the tag team turmoil match. Riddle defending the U.S. title against Sheamus. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn will have Logan Paul in his quarter. You get Big E against Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship, The Fiend versus Randy Orton, Asuka versus Rhea Ripley, and then Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan, a triple threat for the Universal Championship, which will be your main event on night two. So as we go through this card here, I'm, I, first of all, I'm very surprised they have the Intercontinental title match and the US title match on the same night. I'm surprised yeah, why that they don't split them up.
1: Well, how many? What do we have? One, two, three. It's seven oh, again. Three title matches. Three title matches on night one. We have one, two, three. Oh, yeah. So have five on night two. Yeah, they should move one of them. One of those should have moved into night one. Unless, but they want, but again, too, look at the, look at who's on the cart. The night two card far significantly better than the night one
0: card and you know in the night one card like you're you, again you you're you're just getting people interested in a saturday night i i'm going to guess that a lot of the eyes on saturday night are coming from you know normal fans and from people that bad bunny is bringing in i I, mm-hmm. I really i'm i'm very i'm very high on the amount of people that bad bunny is going to bring in eyes that he's going to bring in for I hope so. so the uh, we we talked about the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match jumping off so we, we mentioned Bad Bunny Logan Paul who i i still to this day do not think Logan Paul and Jake Paul are two different people they're the same person <laughs> they just go by different names at different times because apparently Jake Paul has a m- fight or something coming up next weekend and okay. if- he tweeted out something about 11 days and I, I replied okay. to him and I let him know that, Hey, no, WrestleMania is actually four days away. Uh, check your calendar. And somebody decided to reach out to me and let me know I had the wrong brother. I don't care. They're the same I'm, I'm
1: glad they cleared that up for you.
0: This is, this is a Jose Ozzy Conseco deal. Okay. That's oh. the same person. One might be more popular than the other, but they're interchangeable. Okay. Logan the only Paul way you can tell them apart to... is if they have different tattoos.
1: And Logan Paul's just here to stand here to get involved uh, for one or two moments and break
0: viewers. We agree on that. He is going to... Th- I think either... If Kevin Owens does not jump off the pirate ship, Logan Paul will throw him off the pirate ship.
1: No, he needs to jump off the pirate Logan Paul can be there and do one little thing, but he can't ruin stuff. He, he is so unneeded in this dang thing. You've got two guys who are capable of headlining this show any year in the past five or six years, and you're gonna and then you've got this stupid little gimmick off to the side who's gonna be down there who is completely unnecessary. He could go with somebody else and have it make more sense
0: and it put makes him with these two guys. It's unnecessary. Of, it, it makes sense with whatever Sammy's doing with the whole conspiracy theory thing. Like, so I get it, it makes sense in that aspect of it. Do you know how many people subscribe to Logan Paul's? a lot youtube it's a lot 23 million subscribers
1: yeah and that's why he's there same as bad bunny he's just he's there to bring in younger viewers and that's because that's who he his audience is young and they need young eyeballs
0: he has 19 million followers on instagram Mm -hmm. it's crazy isn't it it's really god it's crazy um bad bunny good lord Bad Bunny has 32 million um, followers on Instagram.
1: it's huh, crazy. Right. That's why they're there. That is exactly why they're both there.
0: I mean, Bad Bunny the other day tweeted out uh, the video on March 30th, tweeted out the video of him punching Miz in the face. Eight million people have seen that on his, on his that's page. That's crazy.
1: And that's great for the Miz who wants a big career away from wrestling. The sooner the better.
0: Logan Paul has yet to post anything uh, wrestling related on his Instagram page. That's not good.
1: So then that, that, makes you, then that says, why is he here?
0: Because that should be part of it. He's tweeted about it.
1: Doesn't matter. That should be part of it. And it should be on his YouTube channel, which it's not on his Instagram. It's not on his YouTube channel. I
0: guarantee. I I haven't dug that deep into his uh, YouTube page. Let me see here. It doesn't it's, it's, do I, have to, I don't have to subscribe to this. Do I actually watch it? The last I, time Logan Paul streamed anything, it, no. the last time he streamed anything on uh, on YouTube was a month ago.
1: Let's go see because I know that there was a family member on
0: our channel who
1: had a, who was had our account subscribed to it. So let me go see. I can go look.
0: And he's doing. He's opening some sort of Pokemon box a month ago.
1: Those are big. Let's see Logan Paul uh 3 months ago 1 month ago 1 month ago opening pokemon that's correct
0: Okay yeah whatever He posts a video
1: once a month now
0: They're the, they're the same person Logan Paul and Jake Paul Hey that this this match uh, yeah without Logan Paul's involvement this could be a main event match and Knowing these two and, you know, they, they've probably been planning this match for 20 years with each other. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we're going to get that match. I think that match is still in there in a notebook somewhere. They don't want to burn that match on this. This isn't where you do it.
0: The, so you have the other, you know, the, the other, um, the two title matches we mentioned, the U S title, the intercontinental title, Riddle versus Seamus They needed – shame. this is kind of Seamus's reward, I I think, for putting Drew McIntyre over so much the past few months. I think that's what you're getting here is just, all right, here's a shot at the U.S. title. I wonder if they take the title off Riddle because, by all accounts, Vince McMahon absolutely loves Riddle, even though we might not understand it or it seems like something that he would absolutely (laughs) hate. He apparently loves this character. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't understand how he could like it. I I mean, unless somebody just hasn't explained to him the references that he's making on TV every week, I I don't get it either.
1: When I first saw him at NXT, I was like, there's no chance in hell he ever (laughs) makes it to the roster with that thing. And of all the guys that they've brought from NXT and ruined and changed, and this one doesn't.
0: When you think about it, who is Vince McMahon's best friend of all the wrestlers on the roster?
1: On the roster? On the roster right now.
0: I don't know. It's our truth. Our truth and Vince McMahon are. I mean, that. I mean, if you if you asked Vince who some of his best friends in the world are, really outside of our former president, I think our truth is up there. Really?
1: Yes. Our truth is phenomenal. And that guy is just. He's I, he's everything that Vince would like from a, a guy in his company who will do any and everything
0: and he always delivers. And I think that's that might be what he sees out of Riddle now. Is he sees the next coming of an R-Truth.
1: Okay. We 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 agreed to disagree with him. <laughs>
0: entertained by it and I also think the little slip-up he had two weeks ago with Asuka where he forgot his line and just flat out that's great. said he forgot his line anybody else in the company could you imagine if Bray Wyatt was cutting a promo <laughs> in the middle of the fun house and completely forgot what he was supposed to say and said that it would look awful but Braun Rid-
1: would be Braun Strowman <laughs> would be released,
0: right but Riddle does it and it's hilarious <laughs> And he gets away with it.
1: And it's the most anti-non-WWE thing ever for that to somehow make television or to happen and for you to continue to live. But I love it because it, it, the, la- the least the thing that they stink at most is not looking like it's a rehearsed, polished, perfection piece.
0: Yeah. And I mean, some of, I think that Riddle goes out there. I, I, he does, he strikes me as a guy. I've never, I've never met him or talked to him, but he strikes me as a guy who, when he cuts some of these promos, he's trying to break the other people that he's with. That he is absolutely trying. Like when he does that stuff with the new day, he's trying to yeah. make Xavier Woods laugh throughout the entire yes. thing.
1: Yes. Trying to pop each other. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) So definitely you have, that's so different from what the intercontinental title matches because Apollo Crews and Biggie, this is going to be another one of those show stealing matches. I feel like, well, first of all, I don't know what a Nigerian drum fight is. Nobody knows. It's a
1: stupid. It's so stupid.
0: I'm so what I'm, what I'm kind of thinking in my head of what we get is similar to the fight scene in black Panther at the beginning when, Black Panther and uh, Michael B. Jordan are fighting in the water and all the tribes are around them. I, that's, I, I have a feeling that we will see the ring surrounded by other people. Okay. By drummers. That, that's that, that is what I think we see. Maybe
1: they're match. just going to come out and they each have a drum and it's like, you know, like a, like a dance off. They each play the drums and then they, they judge. And that's the, that's a drum fight.
0: They're, they're, oh my God, shut up. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's uh, the drums are allowed as weapons. I, you fight with drums. I, do you fight against drums or with drums.
0: I love Apollo's look right now and what he has transformed into. I do not like that he picked up this accent just in the middle of a promo at some point. And he the, just
1: took Kofi's accent.
0: And then behind it, he just said, "Here's how I'm going to start talking," and then he immediately started talking like that.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Now, if Big if Biggie will make my whole weekend if he comes out and he has a grocery cart full of drums for the drum fight.
0: How about a drum of ice cream?
1: Or that's good too. Oh, if he had different kinds of drums—not just musical drums, but like an oil drum and an ice cream <laughs> drum—he <laughs> comes out. <laughs> For the drum fight. Oh my God, I would lose it. Or that would be, I, not, nothing would beat that. That would be uh, it. I wouldn't and, even need to watch the rest of the show.
0: Uh, it, Wale is going to be performing his, uh, en- his Biggie's entrance live. So cool. yeah, so he, uh, you get that. You also get whoever sings Rhea Ripley's uh, entrance theme. She is going to be performing live too there. So you have two live That's performances. Cool. As I look at the night one card, I, I mean, I, I would imagine Bad Bunny performs his own entrance. I, I think that just makes sense. And well, I think I, it'd be
1: great if he didn't do that.
0: I, I don't think you're going to get Snoop Dogg performing Sasha Banks right now. I don't know if uh, Snoop is in good standing with the WWE for everything he's been doing with AEW recently. I don't know if there's any, as I look through the night one Roster. I don't think there's any other live performances that would even happen. So Snoop and Bad Bunny, Snoop would be the only one I would think of if they did it, but I guess Bad Bunny performs his own entrance. That's, that, that's my thought behind it, which he just comes out with Damian Priest. So you, you get night two of live performances from Rhea Ripley, uh, her, her artist, and then the Wale for, for Big E, with that, and that, God, the the Oscar Rhea Ripley one, and that's, I mean, it's very similar to what we got last year with Braun and Goldberg. It was just kind of thrown together with, however you want to speculate, however Charlotte Flair worked her way off the card.
1: Charlotte's situation is, is is um, uh, would uncomfortable, uncomfortable be a good word to describe Charlotte's situation right now? It's awkward, uncomfortable. Like, if she were not a mega star with what, andrade has uh been doing um would she still be there
0: i i mean i I think that she's gonna
1: have all the cards does she like she holds a lot of cards right now she's the biggest female star in the business and her father is one of the biggest stars in the history
0: of the business you see i I feel like if it wasn't for charlotte Rick Flair would have they they would have just kind of said eh, you know what we really don't need you around anymore. I really don't feel oh. like I feel like Charlotte has given Rick more jobs recently than Rick Flair has just earned because he's Rick Flair.
1: Well, Triple H being around will keep Rick Flair around forever. I I mean there there he has a relationship with and just from watching the different like documentaries and things and, you know, go watch the one about evolution and the relationship that they have and how much credit he gives Rick for things and how they've been there and helped each other through the years. I think as long as Triple H is around, Ric Flair has a home there and will they'll find things for him to do. Just I mean, the man comes out, he just walks out waves and he gets the biggest pop of the night every time
0: yeah and so i mean whether it was covid whether it was a deal made with because of andrade whether it was because of pregnancy because all three of those rumors were out there and we don't know which one it is we don't know what what the situation is rhea ripley gets thrown into the main event and good for her she probably deserves it for uh, everything she's done in nxt over the last few years and this match should be a good one. Asuka has held that title since money, since winning Money in the Bank and being handed the title by Becky Lynch. I don't see there being any way Rhea Ripley goes over in this match, but I'm, I'm hoping that this match is a, a you know similar to a Bobby Lashley-Drew McIntyre where they just let the, these two women mm-hmm. just beat the crap out of each other.
1: Yep, I agree with you 100%. That's what I was going to say. I do wish that Rhea and Charlotte could have had their match in front of people. I've thought back to mania last year and thinking, God, that there there are matches that happened last year that just they didn't belong in front of nobody. McIntyre's being one of them. This Rhea and Charlotte being one of them. This will be the. I'm with you. They should just go out there and beat the hell each other for ten minutes and they'll be great. And there are two women who are perfectly matched for that type of match.
0: And outside of that, it, there was so Nick Con, not to be confused with the cons that run AEW. Nick Kahn is the uh, president of WWE. He announced in a conference call that both Becky Lynch and this one, I think, surprises both you and me. Ronda Rousey are going to be back, as he said, returning returning to WWE soon. So both of them have uh, are going to be back. I'm I'm shocked. I'm very shocked that R- Ronda Rousey is coming back to WWE at all. I, I think Oscar retains, and I think we see Becky Lynch either show up at WrestleMania on night two, or that's your big return on Raw that coming Monday.
1: If you're gonna have Pete, if you when is their tour? When are they gonna start touring? Where are they going to start really?
0: Being they have in front said, of, said they, Not till the, til the summer. They're they're not touring until at least summer. Is this
1: going to be one of those deals though, where they at least they're going to see how this goes, and they could do it in Florida? I mean, not even necessarily touring, but just perf- you know having shows in front of people. AEW is not touring, but they've had shows in front of people for like five six months, and that crowd is going to start growing. It has started growing. Do you hold like they've they've had to burn so much stuff in the last year? with the exception of The Rock, they're holding off. Do you hold those two back? I mean, Becky only had a baby, what, in December? It hasn't been that long. Uh, Is there? Do you need to bring her back now? Do you need to bring Ronda Rousey back now? If you're going to start doing stuff in two months, then why not wait a couple of months and do it when you're going to have people, when you have tickets to sell? They've burned a lot Mm. of stuff in the last year that, um, you know, that could have sold tickets. This is one. These are two wild cards that they have that they could, that they can wait. And I, Ron, as he seemed a little more vague on how long Becky's he made, it did sound like it did sound like she could be there this weekend. And Rousey is a, a strange one, especially how much she's just crapped all over the business at times over the last year.
0: Right. And I, I think it's very easy. I, I think you immediately go straight from this. I I could see them going straight from this to Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair and just having them feud over, you know, just going back and forth because those two could have some really good matches with each other. Just how different they are visually, I guess would be the right way to say it. You know, you have Charlotte Flair, you know, the, the blonde looks like a wrestler on all the magazine covers and then Rhea Ripley who just looks like she could just kill you. And so I think you get two good matches out of that. And then you get Becky Lynch coming back to, you know, go after a title that she never lost that she handed to Asuka because of, you know, that she handed to her. And I think you go right back into that and having that as your, you know, having that as another um, feud. So I, I don't see a, I don't see a title change happening here for that. So th- the final two matches on this card are the ones that need to have the most time spent on them. The first one being the fiend and Randy Orton, which we-, we joked earlier about the raw underground long-term storytelling. When was the last time WWE told a story as long as what they're telling with the fiend and Randy Orton without rushing to the finish line without, you know, forcing it at some point. And I imagine that much like everything else that the fiend's done since he became a character, they're letting Bray write most of this and come up with most of this, but it has been such a long, slow burn to get to this point, but it already has me thinking, where the hell do you go from here? Well,
1: and let's also acknowledge that the most important person in this is Alexa Bliss. She's been amazing. She's carrying, she she has, yeah,
0: they found a way for her to carry this, so they could keep Bray off TV and still make, you know, work with Orton the way that she has without even being physical. It's I mean, the, just all three of them. It's been, it's been impressive.
1: They were my favorite match on the pay-per-view and they did nothing. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I loved every second of it. It was, it was, it was an incredible performance and in that you can go out and have an amazing match or segment and it advertises a match. Do nothing physical, and it just captivated everybody who was watching it. It was it was incredible. And she is, she is the star. She is who I want to. I'm excited to see on night two what she is going to do. This match is the most is the one of all of them that I'm most excited for. If it, this could this is good enough to main event this show, and it may be this. It'll probably be the match that everybody's talking about after this weekend's over.
0: At some point you have to unburn the fiend at some point he has to go back to looking like the fiend right well he's got to take time off for that to happen does he or do they just do something really stupid well (laughs) does he does he fall (laughs) does he fall into the lake of reincarnation and suddenly come back normal does, does he, he lose his
1: accent overnight? Yes. <laughs>
0: does he does he take does he go back to being backwoods Bray, or do you have him just be fun? Like there are at some point he goes back to looking the way he I mean, does. That happen in this match? Like this is going to be this is the only theatrical match that we're getting this weekend, right?
1: Uh, I don't think any of them. No, there's no. Who else would be?
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't think any of the other ones would be that theatrical match. That's why I think this is your only match that you're getting like that. This match won't be done in front of the live crowd, right? No, why wouldn't it be?
1: Well, you know, the other thing, too, is that this is in front of the live crowd. I mean, it, I don't think you could do that. They, they haven't said that it is, is it? They haven't they, said that it's a cinematic they, deal?
0: They have not mentioned if this is a fun house match or not.
1: Okay. I didn't think so. So when you were saying it, I thought maybe i had totally missed something. No, you do this in front of a crowd. And this will have to be late. This will be later in the show because it's going to have to be at night. It has to be dark out or this doesn't work.
0: Yeah. No, so this
1: will be two ahead. There'll be a buffer. So you put that little, you put that tag match right there between the Fiend and
0: Orton and the main event. That, or you throw Riddle and Sheamus in there, and you just have that be something. Yeah, else. one of those two. Yeah, that'll that'll be one of those. I, I just, I think this has to be done with all of the special effects and everything that they've used so much over the past year with the Fiend. I don't think this match can be done in front of in front of the people in the middle of the yes, ring. It will.
1: You can't have your first live show in a year and not have the whole thing in, that, in the building. Mm-hmm. You can't do that unless it's going to be last. You can't have something won't outside be the building. that's yeah. pre-taped. Right. I know. I know that it won't be last, but that's what I'm saying is like, you can't have a TV show uh, before, during a live show in, in, in the first live show in a year. You just, you can't do that and how they're going to mix those matches in going forward. If they do, when you have crowds will be an interesting thing to watch because of that. I mean, you pay money to go watch uh, an event. You don't want to watch any matches on TV.
0: Yeah, I just, I think they've used so much with the special effects. I I think it might piss off some of the fans that are there. I I still see them going, putting it on the big screen. I mean, the screen's big enough. It'll be big enough. They'll have the monitors there. And I think you just ask the wrestling fans to understand what this is. No, I, I think that's—I wouldn't it, understand. It. That would piss me off. Then you come back and you have that main event. You have that triple threat match: Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan. I—I I, I think I'm safe in saying that this is the most you've ever enjoyed Roman Reigns in his entire WWE career. Right?
1: He's awesome. He's exactly who he should have been five years ago. This is, this is, this is the guy who was the enforcer of the shield, right? This is why people, when he went in the Royal rumble that first time and knocked out 11 guys, just beat the hell out of people. And then they tried to make us all like him instead of letting us like him.
0: I, I think they made it a triple threat match to take the title off of him. Without beating him. I think it's the huge mistake to do that.
1: I agree. First off, I hate triple threats, especially for main events in a WrestleMania. It's not necessary.
0: It makes sense. Either of these they, two they, guys. They made it made sense, any,
1: though. I know. But just because they made it make sense doesn't mean it needs to happen. They, they forced it. it. It was forced to make sense. Instead of it just being... It, two guys main eventing WrestleMania is all you need. You don't need a third guy. And this is forever. I don't care about any of the ones in the past, which Brian has been in one, you don't need three guys in it. He doesn't need is this a set? So he's made event at two WrestleManias and he's gonna be in two triple threats. Is that right? Yes. Do I remember all that correctly?
0: Yes. The man, the
1: poor man still can't get a sh- good a fair a fair shake. One of these two guys should be in it. When Edge won the Rumble, that's what it should be. And then you can do Daniel Bryan after that with Roman. And those two would have an amazing, amazing few months together or year together if you wanted to extend it that far.
0: Yeah, that they did a good job of explaining why, and you know, they were able to turn edge heel in all of this. And they were able to work in so much that makes sense that you don't feel like it was just thrown together. That you didn't see it coming until the main event of the last pay-per-view. Fair. But
1: that doesn't mean that I have to like it whether it makes sense or not. They made it make sense.
0: I still don't think they need to take the belt off Roman. I want to see Roman hold on to that title until he faces the rock at a, at a future WrestleMania. That'd be fine. Whether whether that's next year in Texas or two years from now, when it is in LA, when they wanted to have it, if, and that's, if they want to keep the belt on Roman for two and a half years, I'm fine with that.
1: I agree. I'm be- totally fine with it, especially the way that he is right now. He is a phenomenal heel that everybody wants to beat. And that's what sells tickets. But, you know, WWE has always been a babyface champion, always been that way. And especially at WrestleMania, the babyface comes out on top. That's and- just how that company has always been.
0: I think there's enough opponents there for him. I I think there are for, to take him out for an, I I look forward to them eventually giving us a program between Roman Reigns and Big E. That's honestly, if I'm sitting here booking 12 months out, that would be my main event next year is Roman Reigns defending the title against Big E.
1: Well, you can't do that when he's going to face the rock next
0: year. No, you save the rock for LA
1: eventually the rock's going to be 65 years old by the time we get around to doing this.
0: The rock is 48 right now. He is 48 years old. I actually looked this up the other day for something completely unwrestling related. And (laughs) (laughs) Nikki asked
1: like, how old is the rock?
0: (laughs) No, um, quick trip, our, our quick trip and the quick trip. That's K W I K trip. We're going back and forth with each other on Twitter. And That's funny. yeah, um, our quick trip compared themselves to Dwayne, the rock Johnson. And then they compared the other quick trip to a actual rock, like a stone in their hand. <laughs> and the quick trip with a K responded, one of us will still be around in 60 years. So I looked up to see just how old Dwayne Johnson is. And he's 48 years old. And you're telling me Dwayne Johnson won't be alive when he's 108. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're mistaken. He'll still be able to work. <laughs> <laughs> He's still going to be reshooting action movies at 108 years old.
1: Yeah, looking so, better than we do now.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I, I looked up how old The Rock was uh, just yesterday, and uh, I, I okay. had no idea it was going to come up while we did uh, while we did this show. So um, both nights, 14 matches, and then you go right back to the Thunderdome. Which God, that sucks that you go back to the Thunderdome for the Raw after uh, for that. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, there's no bonus main event that happens once WrestleMania goes off the air this year, like there was last year between Drew McIntyre and the Big Show. So, if you remember, <laughs> that, <laughs> if you remember that monstrosity of a storyline that happened, um, I don't yeah, think we're going to get fun. it. But uh, I, I think um, I, I think we'll be safe, and maybe we can get back to having some surprises the night out, a- the Raw after WrestleMania this year.
1: I do agree. It'll be weird to see it with no people then the next night. like, Okay. That was fun. We just put 50,000 in the seats for two nights. Now back to in front of your led boards and our, yeah. our video game sounds. Yeah. I, I don't, but I do think, that. I think this, is, I really believe this is a test and if they can get through this, then they can look two months out and they can put people into a building.
0: We talked they can about do it in
1: Florida and they can do it in Texas and in two months, they're going to be able to do it in a lot more places than they can right now.
0: Uh, we mentioned Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch coming back. When does Brock Lesnar come back?
1: Oh, when they need him. They don't need him. What do they need him for right now?
0: I, I mean, there's no
1: tickets to sell.
0: The next last so or value? Drew McIntyre feud, I guess. Yeah, and that's right, but for I, how I guess much money? money yeah. For
1: how much he costs, you have to have a You have to have, be able to make money off. True. And they, they're they not selling subscriptions. It's Peacock's problem. WWE doesn't need to sell subscriptions anymore. They, they've already sold their, they've already licensed it off to Peacock. Peacock's the one who needs to sell subscriptions. They're not going to pay for Brock Lesnar's contract. So there's no value in WWE bringing him back until, and that's the same thing with Becky. Until you're going to sell tickets, what's the value? There isn't, there isn't any.
0: Yeah. Becky will bring eyes. I will people will be excited to see her back. And hopefully that does happen either Sunday or Sunday or on Monday. Uh, Let us know your thoughts. you know the thing with
1: Brock too, Brock doesn't do TV very often. Mm -hmm. Brock would have to be willing to do that. If he wants to do it, he's going to have to do TV. TV would be important. A lot more important than bringing him out for pay-per-views right now.
0: Tell us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. Uh, Tweet at us. He's at John Marisek. I'm at Joe Roderick. This has been the WrestleMania preview show here on Klabes Online as uh, presented to you by the InSkip Law Firm and Glory Pro Wrestling. Hope you enjoy, uh, well, all week it's become, I mean, I can't believe that there used to be a time, John, where we had to watch Raw on Monday and then wait all the way till Sunday to see what the pay-per-view, what WrestleMania looked like. This year, <laughs> you, you have had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, ah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, you have, uh, that, is, <laughs> that is nine straight days of WrestleMania related stuff happening. So, I know.
1: it's a lot. You're like, at some point, you're going to wear people
0: out. I was disappointed that there wasn't actual wrestling on Tuesday,
1: that Less it was is the more. Hall of Fame. I told you, and go watch wrestling. dark. Go watch Dark. Dark takes 17
0: hours. That's not WrestleMania. That's not WrestleMania. I didn't want to watch it. But
1: at least it's professional wrestling. Yeah, I
0: didn't want to watch it. John, have a, a great weekend. Enjoy the show. Thank you to everybody else for listening out there. Hope you enjoy it as well. We'll talk to you next time.